Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The following program includes the opinions of Cog News and those of the call-in participants. It does not reflect the views of our sponsors. From the pages of Kong News at Kong.News, and from the headquarters of Kong News at Broadway and Central in Northeast Minneapolis, it's 9 p.m. Central Time all across America, and welcome to Kong News at Night for Wednesday night, June 29th, 2022. Oh man, that timed out well. <laughs> I'm Jim Peters, I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Kong News at Kong.News. If you don't know what that is, check it out. It's at conk.news. See how simple that is? Our logo is actually our URL. We are the best news aggregator for conservative and libertarian news on the interwebs, period. And swear to God, one look at our front page and you'll agree. Everything's nice and clear. We also not only have our, all our podcasts up, we have... About 30, 32 podcasts, daily podcasts by conservative uh, combinators up the best ones, the ones uh, that everyone loves. They're all there. And videos to some of them, too. So uh, this is our second show. We did our first one on Sunday. This show is broadcast new. I can't say live because actually I'm I'm not sitting there right here right now. We I pre-record this. Uh, but it's broadcast new at 9 p.m. Central Time on Sunday night and Wednesday nights. And it's repeated throughout the week, like all like three times on Monday. And from that point on, pretty much the, the two shows weekly are repeated every night at 9 o'clock. Now, Hank Reardon did his first show yesterday. He's doing the Reardon Report, and it's on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central. He does it with Tim Conaway our original gangster Kong News contributor. That show is live, and you can call him live. I won't give the telephone number out because you, you, if you call now, you won't get anything. <laughs> if you want to leave a voicemail for me, you can go to conk.news slash voicemail. you got 90 seconds. You can yak all you want. And also, I'm remiss on this too. You can send us email at daily at conk.com. That's not conk.news at conk.com. Hank actually gave out the wrong address yesterday. The email addresses are conk.com, C-O-N-K.com, daily. And, yeah, you can leave a voicemail for me, too. Appreciate it. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, the January 6th hearings, that bullshit that you shouldn't listen to and why you shouldn't listen to it. We're going to tell the second, uh, second half. No, normally what I've been trying to do here is I'm trying to schedule – interviews for the second part of the show since we just got up and running and we decided on the schedule really quickly you know i ran a one part of alicia powell's story uh on sunday and hank and tim talked about that at length and actually we will talk about that a little more too because we've decided this needs to get more play what's going on here is really really creepy scary creepy science fiction type creepy and we're not the only people that have noticed this i mean there are there are legitimate doctors that are starting to notice this stuff and uh, you can't put this in a box and make it go away folks and we'll touch on that for a second so at any rate uh I don't have a guest for tonight. So for the second half of the show, we're going to talk about something that Hank brought up on his show yesterday. That's a, he has a very fascinating theory about Hunter Biden's laptop that I got to admit never occurred to me and I've never heard anyone ever say it before now. So that deserves repeating. All credit and kudos to him, too. He uh, He came up with this. So I'm repeating it. It might elaborate on a little bit, but I think you should hear this. And finally, we're going to talk in the third, the third part of the show. 
we're going to devote every uh, episode to something basically weird or paranormal news. And I saw a documentary this weekend that I wanted to share with you on the assassination of JFK. I thought you'd find that interesting. I hope you do. So at any rate, yesterday they had a quote-unquote surprise guest at the January 6th hearing. This woman's name is Cassidy Hutchinson. She was an aide to Chief of Staff Mark Meadows for the Trump administration. And she came on and said a whole bunch of basically salacious stuff. Uh, I will, here's the top five things according to top, to, 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 uh, Fox News that she talked about. She said that Trump lunged at a Secret Service agent driving his limousine and tried to get him to turn around and go back to the Capitol. When he say lunge, she says that he tried to grab the steering wheel. We'll talk about that in a minute. She says that uh, Minority uh, House Speaker McCarthy demanded that Trump stay away from the Capitol. She said that Trump demanded the Secret Service agents get rid of the magnetometers that that uh, surrounded the um, the mall. The magnetometers were they're the metal detectors you have to walk through to get to the event. Now you have to understand, folks, uh, five hundred. About the estimate is that half a million people attended this rally, not the breaking of the Capitol, the rally ahead of time where, where President Trump and a bunch of other speaker, speakers spoke. This is, and this has kind of been lost in the dust. A half a million people. It was, if not the single largest rally on the Capitol Mall, it was certainly, it rivaled that. Half a million people showed up. She says Trump said more people would have come as if they couldn't get through the metal detectors. All right, fine. Uh, she said that Trump told people in his vicinity that VP Mike Pence deserved the hang Mike Pence chance that people were starting to say after at the, when they were breaking in the Capitol. And finally, she says, and this is uh, just for complete salacious effect, she said that when Trump found out that Bill Barr, the attorney general, told the Associated Press that the election was not stolen, that he threw his lunch against the wall. That's what she says, and she says she had to clean it up. Yeah, right. So here's my question. Here's my 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 response to this: These people, and when I mean these people, I'm talking about the Democrats. These people lied about every single thing Trump said and did in five years. There wasn't a single thing they said in five years that turned out to be true. Russia, Russia, Russia. False. Whistleblower guy who said that he who wrote a book about the interior workings of the Trump administration was such a basement level employee he had never been in Trump's presence. The guy was 25 years old. He didn't know anything. I knew Trump better than he knew Trump. He never not even met Trump. He never even seen Trump. Got that? I can go on and on and on. There's no collusion. Nothing. Nothing. It was all bullshit. All of it bullshit. So tell me, after five years of listening to these people lie about this, and also, on top of this, this is not a legitimate uh, committee because it's the first time in American history, the history of the American uh, House, that the Speaker of the House refused the minority speakers, the minority leaders, uh, suggestion for who to put on the committee. First time ever in 220 years. First time. Did you hear me? The first time ever. It's not a rule in the House. It's just a courtesy. But it's something every single person has done every single time in 220 years. And for the first time ever, Nancy Pelosi said, no, we're not taking those people. We'll, we'll assign our own. Thank you very much. This is bullshit. The whole committee's bullshit. If you believe any of this, you're just an idiot. I, I can't put this any strongly. There's these people. All they did is lie and lie and lie. And now they're lying some more, and they have this. It's the same modus operandi every time. I just want you to 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 think about this. So they get usually it's a fairly attractive middle aged woman who comes up out of nowhere. Clean, uh, you know, a, a Blazy Ford. Uh, what's her name? The woman that accused accused Brett Kavanaugh. Same deal. You know, that comes up. No one's ever heard of these people before. Trump says he doesn't know who this woman is. I believe him. She's a, just a low, some low-level staffer on the White House, on the in the White House staff, and 
comes forward and then delivers these ridiculous, salacious remarks, and the press goes gaga because look at all the shit Trump did. Well, guess what? Trump didn't do it. And I have proof of this. Number one on that list of the five things I told you that she's accused Trump of doing about the fact that he tried to grab the, the steering wheel of the um, the presidential suburban, the presidential beast, that's impossible. The president doesn't sit in the front seat. The president is not allowed to even sit close to the front seat. They can't monitor him there. The president has a seat in the back of that car. You can't reach the steering wheel from that seat. He sits there, no exceptions. Shit, we're going to talk about JFK in the third part of this program. JFK got killed sitting in that seat. That's why the, the president does not sit in the front seat, period. The last time I heard a president anything even close to that is there's a report that in 1972, Richard Nixon drove a regular Dodge Dart car, just a, a regular ordinary car. Now, granted, he's president of the United States at this point. He's the president. He's in Florida. He's visiting his friend Jackie Gleason. He somehow got a hold of a regular ordinary automobile and picked Jackie Jackie Gleason up and they went for a joyride. That's a, that's a, the last time I ever heard of this, this happening. That's the last time I've ever heard of a president driving his own vehicle. There's no way in hell Trump could have grabbed the steering wheel of the, of the presidential limousine. There's just, it, no, that can't be done. These people, I mean, I just, I'm getting so tired of this. So, okay, Kavanaugh, you have Christine Blasey Ford, you know, he raped me when I was 16 years old. There's a reason it was when he was 16. They had to go back that far. This guy's got a spotless personal record, spotless. They couldn't find, they had to go back to his youth because they couldn't find anything in his adulthood that would lead him or anyone to believe he'd actually do something like this. So they go back, go back to, he's 16 years old. Now, first of all, do I have to bring this up? Anything you had happen when you were a minor is basically done. It's over. You, you can't even get uh, convicted in a court of law for this. Well, you can get convicted, but you won't get sentenced to any appreciable jail time as a minor. There's a reason. You're a minor. You're an idiot. We do that in this country. We give children the benefit of the doubt. If you, you know, if you've raped somebody when you're 15 and 16 years old, you will be out of prison. Uh, unless you're, you know, tried as an adult, you will be out of prison when you're 21, if not sooner. So all this stuff that Ford made up, she made up in a whole cloth, and the press goes gaga, and then here's the, here's the kicker, and then here's the proof that, was that she made it up. She names four witnesses of the, of the supposed rape who, was, she says, were at this party, which she cannot remember the date of. She can't remember what city it was in, and she can't remember whose house it is. She, but she was there. She names four witnesses, and all four of those people – told the press and the, and uh, the committee that she was full of crap. They don't know what the hell she was talking about. Now, the real reason I know that she they were lying is because one of those four people later, and this barely made the news, but you can Google this, you'll find it. One of those four people, a woman, said that that somebody approached her and offered her a large amount of money to change her story. Now, you don't think that's a single person, do you? who's offering a witness a large amount of money to change their story. Who would have, you know, other than George Soros, who would have that sort of money and who would be interested? No, it's a committee of people, ladies and germs. It's a committee of people that's interested in somebody changing their story. That's how we know this is bullshit. That's the reason we know it's a lie. She said this. I totally believe. Oh, also, this woman who alleged this is a Democrat, so she certainly had no, no, uh, you know, um, indication or uh, leaning to lie, you know. So they, you know, here's the here's the formula. They find somebody that you know. They go through the. They have copious databases of people. They find somebody that they think might be in the right place at the right time, who's who they could plausibly put there, and they go to them and say, "Look, we want you to do this for your country." I'm sure they put this is the way they put it, you know. The, the democracy and the republic rests on you doing this, and we're not going to pay you, but we really, really, you know, we hope you will do this to save the country, to save democracy from certain ruin. I'm sure that's where they put it. My guess is they, they approached more than one person, that Ford wasn't the only woman they approached, but she took the bait. 
just like this woman who what this Hutchinson woman. I'm sure it's the same thing. We need somebody to save the republic. Would you do this for us? You know, and they're they're I'm sure they're all Democrats. I'm sure this woman is Democrat. The fact that she she um uh, uh worked in the Trump administration doesn't have anything to do with that at all. There are lots of liberals who worked in the Trump administration because people will do anything to work in the White House. It's basically a ticket to glory. Once you get out, you can do all sorts of stuff. Jen Psaki's never been on TV in her life, and she's getting paid $1 million to host a television show on MSNBC. So you think this isn't lucrative? Yeah, tell me about it. So these people are getting up, and they're lying and lying and lying, and the press is going bonkers. I watched Nora O'Donnell tonight. I watched the first five minutes of her show just to see what she's wearing. She had a fab- fabulous pan- white pantsuit. I mean, that woman, her tailor is brilliant. But anyway, that's be- totally beside the point. So, uh, you know, they're, they're just besides themselves with all the incredible crap that Donald Trump has done. Oh, but which, by the way, he didn't do. You know, I just need to point that out right now. He didn't do any of this crap, none of it, none of it. Over five years, all the shit they they said he did, not only did he not do it, it turned out Hillary Clinton did a lot of it, and now we know that for a fact. That's been that's that's been uh, uh, tested to in court under oath. Hillary Clinton did it. I, Jesus, it makes me mad. Now this stuff's backfiring. You know what's happened here? Uh, Hank and, and Tim talked about this yesterday. I I got to mention a little bit too. We're it's it's Wednesday, and and so far none. The fact is the night of rage and the fact that the world was going to blow up because Roe versus Wade was overturned has not happened, and it's not going to happen, folks, because. The Democrats are leaving, living 50 years in the past. And first of all, you have to. this has to be brought up. The reason Roe versus Wade, you know, they're talking about activist um, uh, Republican or conservative judges. No, no, no. This became law because of act- activist leftist judges. The court in 1972 was profoundly left-leaning, and they decided to do this. There was never any constitutional basis for this ruling, none. And you have to understand, regardless of how you feel about abortion, that's what's going on here. They're talking about the law, and there was no legal justification for Roe versus Wade in the first place. And that's the reason they overturned it. They've righted a, a constitutional wrong. That's what the court decided to do. So, you know, people are talking, you know, people are, lo- there are some people on the left who are completely losing their minds on this. Abortion is not illegal. It's going to remain legal in at least half the states of the United States, if not more. You know, some people brought up the fact that this has kind of become a moot point because now you can actually abort. You can you can do an abortion without a doctor by taking a simple drug. You don't have to go even go to the hospital. So, um, and I don't know what the states are going to do about that if they're going to keep you from doing it. I think if I'm right, did I read that that Texas has already decided they are not going to prosecute women, only only doctors. If you don't need a doctor to, to uh, uh, execute an abortion, and I execute is probably not a pun there, is it? But if you if you don't need a doctor, you know, who, okay, who do you arrest? You know, I don't know. That these things are all going to have to be worked out. But the fact is, abortion was not made illegal by this ruling, and people are losing their minds. But they're not. Not only have there not been the night of rage that was promised or predicted, all the sub the substantive um, riots in the United States have been all in democratic cities, which is hilarious. I mean, you know, there was they're 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 wrecking the very people that are supporting them. I just find I find that just that's because uh, the you know the the Antifa. The protesting riot crowd has figured out that it's the Democratic cities that are where it's easy to do this, mostly Portland and Seattle. So that's where they go do it because it's as easy to do and they know they're not going to be thrown in jail. But the reason I brought all this up is because you'll notice something here. There's been a shift. There's been a, a significant shift in just the way Americans think all this stuff that the left has been trying to do over the last couple of years or last four years, none of it has worked for the first time ever. They've been pulling this shit for 50 years, and all of a sudden it's not working. And they're besides themselves. And there's a, there's a reason it's not working. People are getting a clue. And I actually think it's because of 
news services like ours. I mean, you go back even, you know, five, seven years ago, and pretty much the mainstream media, the MSM that everybody talks about, pretty much ruled the day. I mean, somebody brought this up, a harbinger of things maybe to come, and that is um, a few weeks ago, the New York Times did a scathing piece on Tucker Carlson, who the left has tried to make go away for months, if not years. They've tried everything. They've doxxed this guy's home. They've harassed his family. They've tried everything to shut him up. And so the New York Times comes out with a scathing piece on him, which five or six years ago, if not would have gotten fired, would have, at the very least, would have, he would have lost a bunch of advertisers on his, on his nightly Fox News program. Well, nothing happened. Nothing and and there's a picture of him on Twitter laugh pointing at the article and laughing. It said nothing happened for the uh, and like I said, this is probably the first time ever anything like this. It, it, it was a it's a sea change, and the reason is is because there's a lot of websites like ours who now are not we're not falling in line with the bull with the with the mainstream bullshit. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people who tell you you're crazy if you think the 2020 election was stolen from Trump or rigged or cheated or anything that's like that sort. Well, I'll tell you, no, they're nuts. I don't have any proof. I'm, you know, I've gone, I've gone through this a hundred times here in the last 18 months. I'm going to go through it again. I have no proof that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. I have no smoking gun. I have no proof beyond a reasonable doubt. But what I do have is I have a preponderance of circumstantial evidence that tells me that if, that if I got to put money on it, the election was probably cheated. I, that's, that's all I know. I, like I said, I have a whole bunch of evidence. Now, I have a guy who sits across the table from me every week, Tim Conaway, uh, who's edited like 15 different magazines in his life, has a glorious career as a professional journalist and editor, and he thinks I'm nuts. I'm bringing that up. Um, I, I'm stick, sticking by my story. I think there's enough evidence. There's at least enough evidence to warrant a serious investigation. That's a better way to put it. And also, there is what now, well, there's articles coming out now they're talking about, and I'm starting to kind of go, about, go along this line too, that maybe it wasn't by and by completely legit cheating in the sense that they fudged votes. But it was what they call now call election rigging, where there were votes that were counted that shouldn't have been counted in the first place, that shouldn't have even been entered. Uh, case in point, the mail-in ball- uh, balloting, the mail-in ballots, and the ballot harvesting, which be was temporarily allowed in certain states, uh, ostensibly because of COVID, but uh, but were normally under normal circumstances were not under the election laws. And they made special election laws for this election only, and there's a lot. That, a lot of that was might have been abused. Probably was abused. Dinesh D'Souza has done a, done a um, movie on this called Two Thousand Mules," which I highly suggest you watch. Uh, the amazing thing is, virtually no mainstream outlet, including some of the conservative outlets, Fox News won't even mention this movie. They won't talk about it at all. They they, say, they won't review it. It's this going completely under the radar for them, and I think that's because they don't want to deal with it. Now we've brought this up here too, and Hank and I have talked about this on previous shows. It's not just Democrats. There is some evidence to indicate that the Republicans cheated the presidential elections of 2000 and 2004. And if you want a good overview of this, even though I think it's like 50 or 60 pages, but still it's well worth reading, uh, pick up Jesse Ventura's book, American Conspiracies. Now, Jesse, you know, Jesse has uh, promoted some weird shit. And I, and I'm, uh, you know, uh, I wrote the, the, T-shirt in the Kong swag store that says a half of all t- conspiracy theories are true. I just don't know which half. I mean, I'm the conspiracy theorist here on the staff here. And I will say that there's stuff that Jesse has floated that uh, don't doesn't exactly make sense to me. But that said, the, ch- the chapter on the 2000-2004 elections is so detailed and names people, places, things, and events that – it, it's one of those things where either 
somebody made this up out of whole cloth completely or it's true. There's basically, there couldn't be any, it's so detailed, you couldn't really put it down to any uh, anything in between. And, the, then, and then the kicker is, the person, one of the people who the supposedly the Republicans, or not the person, I guess, hired to rig the election voting via the internet, some mastermind hacker that was going, he was going to be hauled in front of a congressional committee to testify, and the night before he did, he died in a car accident. He never did testify. How convenient, huh? Now, if you know anything about UFO conspiracy theory, this happens, folks. These car accidents seem to happen all the time. Like, um, all right, here's an here's, and we'll t- we'll talk about this in the in the third part of the show. Here's a statistic: there were about three hundred people in Dealey Plaza at the moment John F. Kennedy got shot in the head, and and well, and ostensibly saw it. You know, actually saw it with their own eyes in real time. About three hundred people of those, roughly of those three hundred or so people, seventy-eight percent of them died in unusual uh, and uh, and uh, um, unnatural manners. And that's if you were to take a, a cross section of the American public at random, three hundred people, it would be way, way less, way less. But 78% of those, so not 78%, I'm sorry, 78 of those people out of roughly 300 died in weird ways shortly after that. So, yeah, you can say, all right, that, I may be conspiracy theorists for bringing that up, but the statistic is not, is irrefutable. That is, uh, you take, like I said, you take 300 people out of the population at random, 78% of them won't die in a weird manner within five or 10 years, even, let alone one or two. That's just, that doesn't happen. So, anyway, so these things happen all the time. I mean, they've been, this has been going on forever. There, it does appear, well, first of all, it appears, I don't know who it is, it appears that there are people in the federal government who are essentially licensed to kill. There's a real James Bond cadre of double O, double o people, whoever it is. They're licensed to kill, and they can kill without with impunity. Without, is it with impunity? I can't remember. What is it or without? Anyway, that seems to be the case. Or, alternately, somebody is really, really fucking illegal and immoral. You know, And that's probably the case, too, because there are people who will do anything for power even though they don't know what they're doing. And that's pretty much where the Democrats are right now. The Democrats are losing; they are losing their grasp on power, not on a not in a short term way. They 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 are everything. Everything is going badly for them. And I've predicted this, and I still will. That come the midterms this coming fall, and in twenty twenty four for the presidential election, I think there's a good possibility you are going to see the Republicans as the dominant party. In American politics for the next twenty twenty five years, I think we're, the Republicans are going to have a run the same way the Democrats had a run in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, where for for basically for twenty five thirty years, what uh, I can't I can't even remember in nineteen ninety six when the contract for America and Newt Gingrich actually when they actually won the House, it was the first time that the Republicans held the House in something like 54 years or something like that. I think the same thing is going to happen in reverse this time. That's what I think. We're going to take a break, folks. A couple of minutes for commercials. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, please. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We can't use it. We can't afford it. We were lied to, and we couldn't prove the lies. My husband and I had no way out. We purchased a timeshare. Soon, Leo took on a night job to pay timeshare bills. That wasn't good. So I cruised the net and found LegalTimeshareHelp.com. Remember that name if you own a timeshare, LegalTimeshareHelp.com. Here's what they did for us. Terminated the maintenance fees, targeted the debt, and resolved it to zero. Removed the timeshare account from credit reports, stopped debt collectors, and stop foreclosure. They defend, recover, and restore credit. LegalTimeshareHelp.com will help you. 100% guaranteed. They will terminate your timeshare financial obligation. They're the only consumer advocacy company licensed by the Department of Financial Regulation. Now, Leo and I go out for sunset strolls. Want to know more? For a free consultation, call 877-407-9373. That's 877-407-9373. Or visit LegalTimeshareHelp.com. Part 2 of Car News at Night. I'm Jim Peters. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Car News. Very proud to say that, too. Best job I've ever had. So I did, uh, the top of the show, I went through the schedule here. This show appears at 9 p.m. on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Hank Reardon's show, The Reardon Report with Hank and uh, Tim Conaway, appears at 3 p.m. on Tuesdays. These are all central time. And Hank's show is live, so you can call in. And they actually did get get a call yesterday. First time we've been doing these shows on Blog Talk Radio for months. And I, I was waiting for it. I was I was listening live, and I'll be damned. We got our first troller, so which I'm kind of proud of. And I have to say, the guys handled it very well. I'm not going to repeat what he said, but uh, <laughs> I think the problem is these guys call this. Oh, I'm going to say something really obscene. They never expect anybody to talk back to them and actually engage in a conversation, and then they're lost, which I find really funny. So, uh, and also the other uh, thing, finally, uh, for the le- rest of this week, it's still fair share month here on, uh, on Con News. That's, that's actually, we're calling it pay your fair share month. We're trying to figure out what the fair share actually is. We're going to do, uh, uh, after the July 4th, we're going to re- reveal our results. I got to be honest with you. I don't know how much, there's not going to be many results to reveal, but, and also the other thing too, speaking of July 4th, so. Uh, sun, uh, July 4th is Monday, so we will not have a new show. Even though we've just started, this coming Sunday, we aren't going to have a new show. We're going to run a rerun. So uh, I'm assuming Hank and uh, and Tim will be back on Tuesday. So that's where we're at here. Now, I want to bring up some of Hank's bring up, brought up in the show yesterday, which is absolutely fascinating. This really – and I called in – uh, and try not to call in when the other guys are doing their shows. But I called in just because I was so damn impressed. And here's Hank's theory. You know, everyone says, how could Hunter Biden be so stupid to take a laptop so full of stuff to the computer store? You know, and on top of that, and Hank mentioned this too, Ashley Biden, his sister, left her diary in a halfway house, left it there. I mean, these kids are leaving stuff all over the place. You know, now, and in that diary, it says that she took questionable, she says she took questionable um, showers with her father and that she was actually sexually abused and raped by a family member. It appears that, I just want to be very clear here, it appears that family member is not her father. Uh, and uh, people who've seen the diary know who it is, but no one's naming. I don't blame them. That's for the law. And it's not Joe Biden. But she says she took questionable showers as a child. That's the way she put it. 
with Joe Biden. In the meantime, at the same time, Hunter leaves these laptops at the computer store with just unbelievable amounts of stuff on them, hundreds and thousands of emails and receipts and pictures of him having sex with hookers. And it's like the video, it's like, oh, my God. I mean, it's, like, it's just a cornucopia of porn. <laughs> but Hank brought something, and people have been wondering, how could these kids be this, how could, they're adults, like hundreds, 50 years old. How could he be this stupid? And Hank mentions something I've never heard anybody mention ever. And his theory is, what if they did it on purpose? What if this was some sort of a call, uh, you know, a call for help as adult children? You know, our family's really, really fucked up, and somebody please come and help us. You know, I mean, I've started to conclude that that far from being this uh, genteel old uncle, uh, avuncular figure that Joe Biden is always trying to pass himself off as, I've come to the conclusion the guy's just a just a stone cold asshole. That he, I mean, he look at the way he's conducted himself. I mean, he just he's in complete denial about his la own lack of abilities. Just, I mean, completely, you know. And then that brings up, you know, the way he's actually treated the country. And people have mentioned this, like the border is such a mess. It's so incompetent. It's like you couldn't even do it that badly if you're trying to do it on purpose. And then the question is, is he trying to do it on purpose? Are they trying to do this on purpose? I mean, a lot of people think, and I can go along with this, that they're trying, literally trying to wreck the economy so the government can come in and save the day. We're going to be the saviors. We're going to help you people out. And then from that point on, people will be dependent on the government forever. And that doesn't surprise me. Look what happened during the lockdowns. And here's another thing about, you know, I said in the first part of the show about the fact that the Democrats couldn't screw this up more if they even tried. Maybe they're they're maybe they actually are trying. Maybe it's on purpose. So, uh, so getting to uh, to Hank's theory, you know, I mean that actually makes some sense. Why would you leave? You know, I mean, Hunter can't be that dumb. You know, uh, now he guy may be coked up half the time. That's true. That's true too. But how could you leave something with so much sensitive material in it in the in the custody of a stranger you you just wouldn't or you take the stuff off you know but he did and then you look at all the stuff that all these people are saying you know i mean now there's apparently they found recordings on this laptop of telephone conversations joe had with hunter where he appears to discuss the very business he said he knew absolutely nothing about you know, I mean, the the, the the Biden family business is getting kickbacks from other world leaders to uh, to encourage business or whatever that or whatever it is, whatever somebody wants. I mean, they're they're professional favors people. That's what they are, and that's why, like I said, I think Joe is a stone cold asshole. I mean, I don't think Joe, I don't think Joe Biden cares about the average person in America at all. Uh, and let me let me spe uh, be more precise here. I don't think he's capable of caring. He may try, you know, and this is, a, of course, this is a, a general liberal problem anyway. I, you know, I've called it, if you listen to any of these shows, I call it the liberal personality disorder. You know, liberals have, it's a certain personality mindset, and one of the hallmarks of it is what many people call virtue signaling, and that is, I want people to think I'm a good person, so I'm going to appear to do this and this and this, when in, a, when in reality, not only do I don't do that stuff, a lot of times I do the opposite. That's what virtue signaling is. It's like we're going to help the black community. Well, that hasn't happened in 50 years. The, the, the Democratic Party hasn't helped the black community at all. Now, I know Al Sharpton and Jesse, Jesse Jackson will tell me I'm crazy, but they're, they're just they're protecting their legacy. They have, they've done nothing of substance. And then the irony is Trump in four years did more for the black community than I would say that the Democratic Party did in 50 and people are starting to become they're starting to tune into this they're starting to get this especially people in the black community i mean we know that uh republican 
registrations among black people in the United States have gone up. They've gone way up among the Hispanic community, way up. Now, we have Don Zorro, one of our panels, regular panels here on Calling News Weekend, which is our big weekend flagship podcast, which you should listen to, by the way. It's very entertaining. It's not just me sitting there sitting in a microphone. We got a bunch of people around the table. We have people calling in. It's a, it's a, it's a good time. But he's Hispanic. He's a first-generation American, as am I. And, you know, he talks about the fact that and he didn't, he didn't have to bring this up. The statistics alluded to it. The Hispanic community hates the term Latinx. They hate it. 95% this, I'm not making this up, but I'm pulling, I'm not pulling this out of my butt. 95% of Hispanics polls say they don't like the term. And yet the Democrats keep using it. Why? Because, well, they're trying to, well, you don't understand. We're trying to help you out. We're trying to help the Hispanic community out. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to rename you. That's what we're going to do. And the, the Hispanic community says, uh, no, go fuck yourself. No, you're not. We're not going to be renamed. And they say, no, 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 we're going to rename you. And this goes back and forth. And now 95% of the Hispanic community has rejected this label. And about 25% of them have flipped their, flipped their uh, political registrations from Democrat to Republican. It's 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 unbelievable. Uh, I I I just find this astonishing how everything within the grasp of liberals seems to be going to hell, and it's all their own damn fault. That's 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 the way I look at it anyway. But anyway, I wanted to bring up this thing about uh, Hank's theory because I think this is really I think he might have something there that maybe Hank and Ash or or Hunter and Ashley did this on purpose. Because they're tired of their family bullshit, you know. Because the thing is, I actually understood this. When this happened, uh, you know, in October, a month before the election, it kind of was one of these October surprise, you know, planted election things. You know, oh, look, you know, here's Hunter Biden's laptop at a store. And, of course, you know, and I can understand why a lot of people didn't believe it. It's the type of, it's the type of thing you'd plant, you know, just like I'm talking about this stuff about with the with uh, uh, this Hutchinson woman at the J6 hearings. All these are plants, and and the Republicans aren't, uh, they're not immune to doing this either. That's the thing. They do that. So, you know, Hunter, what supposedly is Hunter Biden's laptop ends up at a store a month before the election and look at all the shit on it, but and then it turns out that it's actually real. Now, the New York Post verified that a month before the election. No one would believe them, or they didn't want to believe them. They got ignored. The mainstream media was so in the tank for Biden, or actually more specifically to get rid of getting rid of Trump, they just ignored it. And then, of course, after the election, you know, six months later, the New York Times is poking around and saying, oh, my God, this actually looks real. And it is real. It's real. We know that now. This, these laptops that he left there are real. And unfortunately, it's completely ruined the life of the guy who owned this computer store, which is really terrible. I mean, you're talking about, you know, average ordinary everyday citizens getting caught up in political intrigue that they had nothing to do with and then their lives are completely ruined either by legal fees or their businesses shut down or something. It's like, it's re- it's really terrible. And nobody in the government ever seems to not only do anything about it, but ever seems to even allude to it. Anyway, that's, uh, that's Hank's theory. Uh, we do these shows here. We do three a week. You know, we've done three or four weeks for a year and a half now. And I've always said, and this may sound weird, but if you can come up with one brilliant idea at every show, uh, you're doing pretty damn good. And you might think, well, the shows are, you know, it's 50, 90 minutes long. It's like, well, how come you can't come up with more than one? Uh, folks, here's my deal. You try it. <laughs> you try. The thing about, you know, these are podcasts, and the way we do it, podcasts, because we're in the news business, are essentially radio shows. But we do them every, you know, we do three or four a week, every single week. I've done it now for about, what, 80 weeks? We've been uh, open for about a year and a half. So, uh, you know, it's like we, we've, um, the last count I saw is we had done 220 podcasts in about 18 months. So, like I said, you know, you want, you want, you think you can be more brilliant than that? You, I, I, I invite you to go right ahead and try. It's uh, it's it's not easy, folks. That said, I'm not digging ditches either. So, do I look like a man who's complaining? No, I'm not. We're going to take one more break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the JFK assassination. Stay tuned, please. Uh-huh. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you intrigued by paranormal talk radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Part three of Partners Tonight on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Our channel is Conk News, one word, all lowercase. That's blogtalkradio.com slash conk news. You can also hear all this stuff at conk.news slash podcasts. So I promised you folks that the last part of all these shows, we're going to talk about paranormal shit because this stuff fascinates me and I've spent a lifetime reading about it and studying. I consider myself a legitimate expert in the UFO phenomena field. I've heard of pretty much every crash you can name, every abduction you've ever heard of. It's, uh, I'm there. it's, it's amazing. I was talking, you know, the guys get, uh, they make fun of me because I bring this up all the time. I've been talking about the crash UFOs for 25 years, and then five years ago, the, the Army says, oh, yeah, that's really been happening. Well, no, actually, no, let's be more precise. They didn't talk about crashes. They talked about the fact that they've been flying around these things. They, as far, no, the government still has not acknowledged a crashed UFO. When I mean crashed UFO, I'm talking about extraterrestrial UFO. But that's happened, and I'll tell you this, too. Just cut to the chase right now. We're not going to talk about this tonight. All that shit that's flying around, all those Navy pilots, most of that stuff's ours. Not all of it, most of it. Most of it's ours. But we got that stuff by reverse engineering crash extraterrestrial spacecraft. That's the reason we have it. It's an evolutionary, a revolutionary jump in technology. You stop and think about this. You know, Hank and I have been talking about this recently because I brought this up, and he's been kind of fascinated about the, by this. And and that is, other than cell phones and computer technology, there's been very little movement in technology generally in the last 80 years. Case in point, we're still flying around the world the way we were in 1960. The jets have gotten more fuel efficient. They've gotten quieter. They've gotten bigger. They've gotten more comfortable. It's still the same method. We're not flying faster than the speed of sound. We were for a short period of time, but commercially, we're not doing that anymore. You know, and, and people, most people couldn't afford that. It's still pretty much the same thing. Automobiles, they're quieter. They're more fuel efficient. They're definitely not as stinky. I mean, you would be hard-pressed to know that 
inside your internal combustion auto uh, engine automobile, there's actually an aluminum box that's exploding gasoline, you know, 60 times a second. You'd be very hard-pressed to, to, to know that if you didn't open the hood and know what was going on. And yet we're still doing it. it I mean, Mercedes-Benz ran these automobiles in uh, 1905 the same way. It's well over 100 years. We'll still do the same thing. And people say, oh, look at the new electric cars. Well, we had electric cars 100 years ago. They did go. They went away. But we, we had them. <laughs> they existed. I mean, technology other than the computing field has not changed very much with two exceptions. Well, here's the, the two exceptions in science generally. And that is uh, one was the theory of relativity, 1905. And you have, if you don't know anything about physics, you have to understand what I, Albert Einstein did came completely out of nowhere. There was no evolutionary ladder or path to it at all. There was physics before Einstein and then Einstein's physics. And they had, I mean, nothing to do with each other. When this guy put this paper out in 1905, people's minds were completely freaking blown, totally. And the second thing, and this predates that by about 25 or 30 years, is Nikola Tesla and alternating current. Now, we had electricity. Uh, Edison had done a pretty good job of that. But we had direct current electricity, which doesn't travel very well over um, long distances, uh, a few miles at the most before you have to put up a, a booster station. So uh, lighting, electricity in large cities became a real tangled mess and didn't work very well. And then Tesla comes around along and says, oh, I know what we should do. If we reverse the polarity of the, of the uh, signal of the uh, electrons 50 or 60 times a second, uh, it'll travel a lot better over long distances. And how he came to that conclusion, I have no freaking idea at all. It's completely counterintuitive. There's nothing anywhere that says that would work. And yet that worked. It's like, like, like God came down and spoke to him, do this. You know, there's no, no, there's nothing leading up to that at all, ever. So now we have the things we have these uh, these guys flying this shit around uh, around these uh, navy pilots, and also that's the other thing. People say, "Well, if the Americans were, really had this stuff, we wouldn't fly it so close to our own aircraft." Bullshit. We would do. That's exactly what we do. We want them to see it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Here, watch this. I'll come fifteen feet with between you know between your wings. Yeah, that's good. I'll notice. We'll notice that. You know, so at any rate, uh, I I just have a total fascination with all this stuff. And one thing I've been reading about my entire life, uh, because I'm 66 years old, and I was a, I I was I remember still the day it happened, as a lot of people do. Uh, I was uh, in 1963 on November 11th. I was eight, and I still remember when uh, I came home from school and uh, turned on the TV, uh, mostly to watch a, a local show here in Minneapolis called Casey Jones. And Casey wasn't on, and they were talking about the fact the president had gotten shot. I still remember it. So, of course, a lot of people say, well, who shot JFK? And, of course, the government will tell you. And actually, that's not true. The thing is, uh, so you got to fast forward a little bit here. But a month, a year after it happened, the government told you a guy named Lee Harvey Oswald sat in a window at the Texas School Book Depository and put two bullets inside the president. That's what they'll tell you. 11 years later, was it 11 or 13 in 1978, if I'm right? So No, that's about 15 years, isn't it? There was another hearing. And in that hearing, and this never gets a lot of play, because, uh, it, but it was the second one, and so far it's the definitive one. In that hearing, the government came to the conclusion that it was a conspiracy of people that killed John F. Kennedy. And this doesn't get a lot of play. It really doesn't. It's, I don't know why. I mean, there's a lot of people that think, no, a little, some little guy did it. And, you know, I have a friend who says convinced that some little guy did it because he said the problem is people can't accept the guy, the fact that some little snot-nosed man killed the president of the United States. Not only that, a guy who is widely regarded as one of our greatest presidents ever. And that may be, he may be, that may be a little overrated, but still, he was on his way to greatness for sure, if he wasn't great when he got shot. So I have a theory about this, and I don't know if I should share it now or not because I'm just going to waste time you know, because of what I want to talk about 
is the documentary I saw this weekend on Amazon Prime called The Assassination and Mrs. Payne. And it's about a woman named Ruth Payne and her husband, Michael Payne. And a few, I guess nine months before the assassination, they essentially took the Oswalds in. That would be Lee Oswald and his new wife, Marina, who was Russian, who came back with him from the United States. And, you know, here's the other thing about Lee Oswald. People have been saying for years, well, was he a CIA operative? And then a lot of people said, no, he's too stupid to do that. We know now, and if I'm right, this was definitively proven a few months ago through this Freedom of Information Act that Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald did work for the CIA. He was a CIA operative. We know this now for a fact. Because there's a smoking gun in this too. And that is, for those of you who don't know this story, Lee Oswald moved to the Soviet Union to defect from the United States. He was a, he was a Marxist communist defector, supposedly, supposedly. And he went over to, to Russia. He lived there for about a year. He met this woman, Marina, he, and then he decided he didn't want to live in the, in the Soviet Union anymore, and he came back to the United States to live. Now, n- under normal circumstances, people who did that under those circumstances were arrested when they came back into the country. He wasn't, and that's a real smoking gun here. you got to understand that. Everyone in a similar circumstances who defected from the United States and decided to return was at least arrested upon their arrival back in the U.S. He wasn't. He was just went on his merry way, and that's really, really suspicious. But anyway, he had this Russian bride. She could barely speak English, and they met this couple named the Paines at a party, and this is in February of 1963, and at that time, Lee and Marina Oswald were kind of, uh, they were on kind of on the skids, and she was thinking about leaving him. And also, Ruth and Michael Payne were kind of on the skids, and Michael Payne had moved out of their house. And since Ruth Payne was living there alone, she suggested to Marina, why don't you come live with me for a while? And Marina did. Marina lived with Ruth Payne in their house in Dallas from February of 1963 till a couple days after the assassination. Lee Oswald did not live there, although he came there uh, regularly for visits. They had a child at that point, and so he came there and he would spend the night, but he did not actually live there. The other thing Ruth Payne did is Ruth Payne arranged for him to get his job at the Texas School Depository, which he got about a month before the uh, assassination. And and the thing is, if you start to look at what's happened here and the sequence of events, it becomes more and more suspicious that some couple couldn't just fall into this. Well, there's another thing, too, and that is – and the, and Ruth Payne – this is the amazing thing. This documentary is brand new. It's just released. Ruth Payne is still alive, and she's cogent. She, her, she still has her mind. She's like 85, 86 years old. And she, they interviewed her for this documentary, and she's done. She's never shied away from doing interviews. She was the single most questioned person by the Warren Commission in 1964, when the Warren Commission, the original commission that actually ruled on what had happened, that uh, Oswald acted alone. She got by far the most questions of any single uh, witness they had. But what I was going to say is that um, they, it's not just that they weren't connected. So Michael Payne, I think it was his uncle, was Alan Dulles, who was the first director of the CIA. And not only that, he was Alan Dulles was fired as director of the CIA by JFK uh, in 1961, if I'm right, after the Bay of Pigs, because ostensibly uh, they screwed that up, and they did. And it was well known. That, that's the other thing, too. Alan Dulles was also on the Warren Commission. It was well known that he hated JFK's guts, not just for firing him, too. Apparently, it went back before, long before that. So they know all these people in the intelligence business, and it's very hard to believe that they didn't like have something to do. Like I said, Lee Oswald was working at the Texas School Book Depository because Ruth Payne arranged for him to get an interview there for a job one month before the assassination. 
Now, those people who say, well, Oswald did it, point to, another, point to another thing, too, and that is supposedly three or four months before the assassination. I think it was, was it in October, the month before. Supposedly, Lee Oswald shot, took a shot at a, a general named Edwin Walker, a United States general, at his house, actually shot through the window of his home and just just missed him, apparently. But now looking back on it, there's a lot of people who have been investigating this independently. And all the I have to tell you, all the good investigation now is being done by independently independent people, not the government, that said that he was set up on this. He actually didn't do this. Someone else did it, and they made it look like he did it after the fact. Oh, Walker was shot at. There's no doubt about that. Walker even has... Has uh, has he's still alive and he still has the wounds to prove it. Apparently, they they hit a some shrapnel hit him in the arm or something like that, um, and his his home was damaged. No, there's no doubt that Walker was actually shot. But what, now it's people are starting to think that Oswald didn't actually do that, and that was always pointed as one of the motivating factors of Oswald shooting Kennedy that he tried something like this before, but maybe that's not true. So it's very hard to, you know, there's three, it's like the guy, Max Good did the documentary, and I'm going to try to get Max Good on this program. I'm going to try to interview him via phone. There's three possibilities, that the pains are completely and totally innocent. They have nothing to do with anything, and all this is just chance. There's a possibility that because of they were connected to the intelligence community, they were kind of used. In other words, they were pawns. They were used without their actual knowledge. Or there's the third possibility that they were totally in on the whole thing and and she's just bald-faced lying. And like many people have said, if she's lying, she's done a very good job of lying about it for the last 50 years. She's given numerous interviews. Her story's never changed. Uh, she, if, she, if she's lying, she's done a very, very good job. But however, you look at those three things, it's hard to believe in number one, the fact that the, that was all complete utter chance. It's really hard to believe it. Now, let me tell you what I know. I'm going uh, to try to make this very quick because we'll do another program on this later on. Here's what I figured out after reading about this for 30 years. Well, I do what I call meta research. I, I research other researchers. I don't do any research of my own. I just read what other people have done. But the thing is, if you do enough of that, you start to have stories that overlap and fit together like a jigsaw puzzle. Here's what happened. The CIA hated Kennedy's guts and they wanted him dead for all sorts of reasons. Bay of Pigs, they thought he was a communist, all sorts of crap. Uh, oh, I should bring this up too. Ten days before he got shot, got killed in Dallas, he signed a memorandum, he signed an executive order to uh, uh, forcing NASA to um, uh, negotiate with the Soviets about making all of their UFO information public that and this is not uh, this is not bullshit conspiracy stuff this is actually documented we ha- we have that memorandum and the day after he died the guy uh, one of the first things JFK did was cancel not JFK LBJ Lyndon Johnson the new president one of the first things he did was cancel it so there's that too there's all sorts of crap they didn't want to work with the soviets none of that stuff. so the CIA put a hit out on the president. Now, how did they do this? They called the mob, which is usually where the new – I mean, technically, the CIA has no jurisdiction inside the United States. They can't do anything. It's complete, That's the FBI. They're a complete foreign powers thing. So if they need to deal something in the U.S. and need to make it lethal, their thing is they call the mob. They would literally hire the mob to do these jobs for them, and that's exactly supposedly what they did. They called the mob in Chicago, a guy named Jimmy Roselli, if I'm right. I always get these guys' names, these Italian names confused. Uh, they called Jimmy Roselli. Roselli hired a guy named James Files, which was like in his 20s at that time. And the reason this story plays out is because, partly because there's, there's not really a smoking gun here, but almost – uh, let me get to that in a second. So, anyway, so uh, so they went to Dallas, but in the in the process of going to Dallas, uh, going there, the CIA apparently got cold, cold feet and called off the hit. 
They called the mob and said, no, we changed our mind. We don't want to do this. And the mob said, well, screw you. We're going to do it anyway because they hated Kennedy too. They had a really good reason at Kennedy. Kennedy's told them during the campaign that he would keep their hands off of them. And then as soon as he got elected president, Robert F. Kennedy, his brother, becomes the attorney general. And Robert went after them like a rabid dog. And so they were really, really mad. So they hired – supposedly they hired the mob and the mob said, no – no, screw you. We're going ahead with this anyway. We're going to do it. Fuck you. So uh, in Dealey Plaza, there apparently were three, there were four shooters, uh, one in the sixth floor window of the Texas School Book Depository, which wasn't Oswald, and I'll get to that in a second, two in the Dahl Tex building, which is right next to it across the street, and three in the parking lot of the building that was, or the parking ramp that was in the building next to that, three behind and James Files was the famous person in the grassy knoll, apparently. Now, Files says his instruction was only shoot the president if you think he's not dead yet. So the president's motorcade comes down Elm Street. The three guys in the back, they all fire. you know. And Files is looking through his scope, and he says, well, Kenny's gotten hit, but, he's, but not lethally so. And Files says he took one shot at Kennedy's right temple. And he said that the reason the autopsy came out so weird is because he hit the president in the side of the head, and one of the guys in the back hit the president in the back of the head virtually simultaneously, with a, like within a thousandth of a second of each other. He said he saw it happen through, through his scope. So... Now, I was talking about the smoking gun here. Files might just be some guy lying, right? Well, that's true. Except for one thing. He used a, a rifle. Uh, this is, I, I'm not that familiar with guns. This is kind of a short a muzzle rifle or even a large shotgun, or a gun that was a prototype at the time called a Remington Fireball. The Fireball went on to be manufactured. But in November of 1963, what he had was a prototype from the Remington company. It was not on sale yet. Uh, and he wanted, he had tried it out, and he said, this is a pretty cool pistol. I'm, I'm going to use this. And he supposedly used that for that one shot. Files had a calling card for his work where he would take the empty shell of uh, his, uh, you know, that he fired and bite on it. He would put his teeth marks on it and leave it in a prominent location. And he said he left it on the top of the fence at the back of the grassy knoll. Okay, fine. It's November 22nd, 1963. So believe it or not, around 19, is it 87? 1987, some guy and his kid says, let's take, let's take the uh, our metal detector up to the grassy knoll. It's been 25 years, folks. What, 24, 25 years? And am- amazingly, here's the amazing thing. It turns out no one had ever thought of doing that. No one had ever taken a metal detector up there. And they took a metal detector up there, and sure enough, they found buried in a, in a couple inches of dust, they found buried this uh, this uh, shotgun casing, uh, a rifle casing, and uh, first of all, it matches the type of bullet used in a, a Remington Fireball. It's dated from the serial number on it. It's before 1972, and yeah, they took it to a dentist or uh, autopsy people, pathologists, and said, yeah, somebody's bitten into this. Who the fuck would know that, you know? It's like, Jesus, you know, I don't know. If that's not a smoking gun, I don't know what is. Hopefully, if you tune into these shows, we'll have more of these stories. Hopefully, until I burn out. <laughs> That'll probably be like a week from Tuesday. I want to thank you for listening. So, I just want to remind you, we'll have no new show next Sunday night. We're probably going to run. We've done only two. This is only the second one, so we'll run one of these two up. I guess is the first one. Again, we'll be back on Wednesday night. Uh, what is that, the third? Uh, whatever. In July. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I want to thank you for listening. Join us at Conk.News every day. Get your news from there. I swear to God, it's a fantastic resource. I mean, we, all the people here who do these radio shows and uh, do, the, do the panel discussions, we get all our news from Conk.News. It's, it's simple. You don't have to go anywhere else. Check it out, okay? I'm Jim Peters. I'm the editor-in-chief of Conk News. I'm proud of it. We'll see you next week. Thanks.